0: And good morning, happy Tuesday to you, and it is a wet one, so if you're just waking up to the sound of my voice, well, good morning, how you doing? But also, be ready that when you get outside, it's a, it's a little wet out there now, not raining like it was earlier, but uh, when I got up at about 4 a.m., thunderstorms, lightning, I saw lightning, I didn't hear thunder actually, but I saw lightning and downpours. And there's a chance that it's gonna rain throughout the course of the day, so just, you know, dress appropriately. Also, I learned something out of uh, out of Adam Bass's newscast there. I didn't realize that Rhode Island had a state senator named Louis De Palma. I wonder if uh when somebody says something he doesn't like, if he just yells back, Woo! Woo, woo, woo. For you kids out there, Louis De Palma was a character on the TV show Taxi, played by Danny DeVito. Before he was Frank Reynolds, he was Louis De Palma. Well, with a whole bunch of stuff in between. Anyway, uh, I want to start off the show with a comment that I made at the end of the show yesterday. We've got a lot we're going to talk about today, by the way, including this post that the Buttonwood Park Zoo put up on its social media on Sunday that has uh, garnered some controversy. I know it was talked about here yesterday. I didn't get a chance to hear it. I, I left here yesterday and had a vet issue to deal with with my dog, Uh, so I was kind of not tuned in throughout the course of the day, but we'll certainly talk about it here and and take your phone calls on it at 508-996-0500. But I was ending the show with Jack Spillane yesterday, and I just, you know, I said, when I said, enjoy every sandwich, I said I was going to tell you about a sandwich that I had while I was on Block Island this past weekend, and something that I never thought of before, and I I can't believe that I, I never did, And that I haven't seen it on a menu around here. But maybe it is and I just missed it. But it has changed my life when it comes to tuna sandwiches. Because at this little, I think it was called Rebecca's, this little sandwich stand. You know, it's it's a takeout place. There's not even any tables inside to sit. It's right right there in New Shoreham on the main road there. It's about a two-second walk from the ferry. And we had dinner there Saturday night, and I grabbed a, you know, I asked for a tuna steak sandwich. And it's literally a grilled tuna steak on a bun with some tartar sauce and lettuce. And it was one of the best sandwiches I've ever had. I don't know why I never thought to put tuna steak on the sandwich. Why I always have to have tuna, you know, broken up with mayonnaise. But this was phenomenal. So I think I'm going to start eating more tuna that way. I also like to take, because I worked in a restaurant for a number of years, you know, working in a diner for 17 years that, that had a catering business as part of it. A lot of leftover catering food came back to the diner. And of course, we were supposed to put it on special and, and, and sell it, but I would always, you know, use some of it for some different ideas and for myself for lunch or breakfast or what have you. Nothing, nothing said breakfast like a, a stuffed chicken breast, but a lot of salmon came back. And so I got in the habit of making salmon salad, like tuna salad. And every once in a while, I'll get a, a craving for it. I know you can buy the canned salmon to do that with, but it's just not the same. You know, salmon isn't that expensive, that I don't mind buying it, cooking it, breaking it up and making salmon salad out of it. A lot of times though, I just have straight salmon, maybe with a little rice. And now I make it in the air fryer. Oh, if you haven't made salmon in the air fryer yet, give it a try. It, it, it makes it a lot easier. And keep in mind that with salmon, just like with tuna, you don't have to cook it all the way through. You can have it medium rare if you want or medium. So that was the sandwich that I was talking about yesterday. And uh, Lou had sent in an app chat message saying, don't forget to tell us about that sandwich. So I figured I would start things off with it. But yeah, grilled tuna steak on a bun with lettuce and tartar sauce. And I squeezed a little lemon on it too as well. So I I recommend that if you haven't tried it. Maybe it's something that's on a menu here that uh, people have been enjoying for years. And I'm just oblivious to the fact. All right. So I had mentioned we were going to talk about this controversial posts that the zoo put up. But before we get into that, I want to talk about another, what I'm sure will be a controversial thing that I just happened to see pop up on my social media feeds last night. I was, uh, I was eating some dinner late because, you know, I'm dealing with all my dog stuff and writing some articles, including the one about the zoo post, which you can read at WBSM.com and on the app. But as I'm, you know, kind of wrapping up my evening, eating my dinner, watching tv uh cnn had obtained the some of the audio from the donald trump from the the things that are accusing the indictment so i was listening to some of the analysis on that with one ear and uh scrolling through my phone on the other and i saw this ad pop up and you know how facebook is going to load an ad for you every few posts that you're scrolling through and I get a lot of Groupon ads, which is not a surprise because I get emails from four different Groupon hubs. So obviously my phone knows that I'm on Groupon, so it's going to send me a bunch of Groupons. I haven't bought anything on Groupon since last year when I bought Wu-Tang tickets for 25 bucks, And I don't think I bought anything on Groupon for like two or three years before that. So I don't buy a lot of things on there, but because I get the emails and I usually open them up and look at them, uh, my phone is feeding me Groupon ads. And this one was posted, and I don't I don't think it's local because it mentions Catalina, which, of course, is off the coast of California. But I, I got a, an ad from Groupon that says, ready for something new? Discover great offers of on leisure, wellness, restaurants, and more. And, like, then it has to see more to click for more information. But it's a picture of a submarine, and it says, semi-submarine excursion from Catalina Adventure Tours. And I just, you know, I shared the the photo out with, I shared the ad out on my Facebook with, you know, maybe not the best timing here, Groupon. You know, I don't like to just put too soon or it's too soon or it's never too soon or any of this. Because I just think too soon has become kind of, you know, the expected thing that people say. But I was literally asking the question, like, is, is this bad timing? You heard uh, in ABC News, they were talking about Titanic coming back. Or maybe it was during during America in the morning. I I don't remember which one. I was kind of setting things up and listening with one ear. But Titanic is coming back on Netflix, which was pre-planned before this. But some people are saying that it's you know in poor taste to do that. And I don't I don't know that it is. I understand that it's uncomfortable, but I don't know that it's in poor taste especially at a time now when there's probably a lot of people who believe it or not aren't familiar with the Titanic story and that might be their gateway into learning more about it i know a lot of people who are obsessed with titanic now in terms of you know research and reading about it about the truth the real stories you know the actual events that happened because they were inspired by the movie now, to me, as somebody who was a Titanic buff before, or somebody who had a you know an interest in it before the movie came out, the movie kind of just added a new dimension to things for me. I I, I didn't really I'm, I'm not I think I've watched it once. I didn't see it in the theater, which was odd because. I was dating at the time. You would have thought I would have gone out to see Titanic, but I never saw it in the theater. I saw it on probably VHS or DVD or something. And I said, okay, yeah, that's okay. And then maybe I watched a little bit of it once or twice when it was on cable. But I've never watched it again start to finish. It's not a bad movie. I just had seen it, and that was enough for me. So I don't see an issue with them bringing it back to Netflix because people are going to be interested in it. People are going to want to watch it. And when you pay whatever you're paying now for Netflix, I, I don't even know how much it is anymore. Mine's added into my Xfinity and I don't, you know, I, I should look at the itemized bill more, but I don't. When you're paying as much as you are for Netflix, I think it's, I think it's like 18 bucks a month if you want to have the 4K package. And if you have a 4K TV, what's the point of not having the 4K package? So people are going to want to see that movie and they're going to be upset if it isn't streaming. Well, I, you know, I, obviously Titanic's a big topic right now. I want to watch the movie. How does Netflix not have Titanic? So I, I, I think it's perfectly fine to have it on there. Now, would I, you know, brazenly put it up on the, uh, on the front as a new release, or you know, is it just added or one of those kind of things? Probably not. But it's gonna end up being one of the top trending titles when it's when it's on there. It's gonna be in the top ten, I'm sure, because a bunch of people are gonna be watching it because of this tragedy. And then once that happens, it will be on the top of everybody's Netflix. But that's the algorithm. That's, that's not them feeding it to you. That's based on what people are interested in. And uh, I think, too, that there'll be a lot of television networks that have Titanic-related programming, history channel, learning channel, discovery channel, some of these networks, maybe travel channel, who will probably program titanic related programming onto their network in the coming weeks because again it's something people are interested in it doesn't mean that they are it's funny because you feel like making a move putting a movie up about titanic right after this incident happened is somehow disrespectful to the to the people who died in the submersible but do you think that it's disrespectful to the people that actually died on the Titanic? Because I would say fictionalizing their lives might be more offensive to some. I I don't think so, but it may be more offensive to some than just putting the movie up when there was a recent tragedy. If If we God forbid had a space disaster and they put up Apollo 13 a few weeks later, would you feel like that's in bad taste? 508-996-0500 If you want to uh, discuss that, you can also send us an app chat message on the WBSM app, and uh, and if you need the actual Groupon to save on that semi-submarine excursion from Catalina Adventure Tours, well, don't ask me. I only screenshot it. I didn't didn't actually save the link. Plus, I don't even. I don't even think this thing goes deep. Just looking at it, I think they just kind of sail you out to Catalina and then like they probably do a little dive before they get there so you can see, you know, if something went wrong, you could just open the hatch and swim to the top. That's my guess just by looking at it, but I could be wrong. Anyway, 508-996-0500. We're going to take a break here. When we come back on the other side, we can talk about this zoo post, which you know, others are seeing as a as a big deal. I I don't see it as a big deal. I don't see it. I, I don't have this uh, outrage over it. I mean, I wouldn't anyway because I support the message behind it. But I don't see it as egregious as some other Pride Month posts. The word a friend shared with me uh, when we were ta- texting about this was innocuous. And You know what? It, it was Marcus. Marcus and I were texting about it, and Marcus called it innocuous, and he's right. That is the word that I would use for it too, innocuous. Out of all the posts to get outraged about and Pride Month, if that's what you choose to do, if that's how you choose to spend your month of June, this one I don't think is the one. But you can see it for yourself at WBSM.com or on the app, or you can check it out on our Facebook page, and you can comment there. But right now, we'll take a break, and we'll be back in a few moments. probably woke up thinking it's 1989 if you are just waking up to hear that. But no, it isn't. It's just, you know, good music stays good music. I know people like to hate on New Kids on the Block. I did it first, too, when they first came out. But now they're great and and it's nostalgic. And uh, and I was actually listening to some New Kids on the Block on Block Island because, of course, right, Uh, just matches. So if you've been following along with the coverage on this Brockton RMV scandal, another person has pleaded guilty in being involved in this. So they they call it a conspiracy to defraud the RMV and they're not kidding because this is the third person who has now pleaded guilty in association with this scam in which they were giving out driver's licenses to applicants who did not take the road test. Over 2,000 people. And uh, so the most recent person to plead guilty is uh, Nada Centio of Taunton, and she pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit honest services mail fraud. And so this is the person, this person is charged with uh, actually providing some of the money to the RMV workers via the Cash App app. So according to the charging documents, Centio used Cash App to pay a road test examiner at the Brockton RMV Service Center to misrepresent to the RMV that certain driver's license applicants had passed their road test when, in fact, they did not even show up to take the test. As a result of the fraud, the RMV mailed driver's licenses to unqualified applicants. It's also alleged that Centio told the road test examiner when, discovered, when the fraud was discovered, don't say nothing about the Cash App. Break the phone. So we've already had uh, four employees fired over this. We've had the former manager plead guilty to giving out learner's permit test scores for money. And a week after that, we had the owner of a driving school pleading guilty to paying $17,000 in bribes to a road test examiner at the Brockton RMV to give driver's licenses to people who failed or didn't even take road tests. So this is, again, this was something that when it, when it happened, people kind of listened to it and they're like, oh, it's, it's, it doesn't sound like it's that big of a deal. It was a big deal. And it had multiple people involved, and these are federal charges. So I'm sure it's going to get a lot harder for people to be able to prove, you know, RMV workers to prove that things are legitimate uh, as a result of this because it sounds like there were some, some fail-safes needed to uh, to better protect that system to keep it not vulnerable to fraud. But $17,000 and using the Cash App, probably not the best way to go. It's gonna. You know that they, the the government, can take a look at that anytime they want, right? All right. Anyway, well, let's go into the newsroom now and get all
2: the big stories of the day from Adam Bass. President Donald Trump and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis are set to appear at dueling events in New Hampshire today. The New Hampshire Federation of Republican Women is hosting Trump at its annual Lilac Luncheon in Concord. That event is set to get underway at 10 a.m. Eastern. DeSantis, who is also running for the GOP presidential nomination, will hold a town hall in nearby Hollis around the same time as Trump. The Supreme Court is set to hand down key decisions this morning that could address student debt relief, affirmative action, and federal election laws. The court is entering its last week of the summer session with 10 cases pending. They also include a case over the First Amendment versus LGBTQ rights out of Colorado, where a designer argues a state law requiring her to serve LGBTQ customers violates her religious beliefs. Jury deliberations are expected to resume today in the case of the ex-school resource officer charged with not confronting the Parkland, Florida school shooter. Scott Peterson was the only armed officer at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School at the time of the 2018 massacre that killed 17 people and wounded 17 others. His defense attorney argues Peterson is being blamed for a series of failures. Meantime, prosecutors say he chose to run instead of seeking and confronting the killer. Peterson faces up to 95 years in prison if found guilty of child neglect, culpable negligence, and burgery. Dr. Anthony Fauci, the man who helped guide the U.S. through the COVID-19 pandemic, is making his next career move. More from Mark Mayfield. Dr. Anthony Fauci is joining the faculty at Georgetown University. A
0: school announced on Monday that he's going to be named a distinguished professor at Georgetown's School of Medicine. Fauci's new role will see him participating in medical and graduate education. He said that given his experience, rather than do more experiments in a lab, he thinks he can offer students
2: inspiration. Fauci stepped down from his role with the federal government in December after more than five decades. I'm Mark Mayfield. Jurors in the case of the convicted Tree of Life synagogue shooter Robert Bowers are continuing to hear testimony in the penalty phase of his trial. Bowers was convicted earlier this month of the 2018 mass shooting at the Pittsburgh Synagogue. Prosecutors are working to persuade the jury that Bowers should be considered eligible for the death penalty. On Monday, attorneys called to the stand relatives of some of those who were shot dead. Defense attorneys say they plan to call witnesses who will testify in the impairment of Bowers' brain. The Biden administration has no plans to get involved in internal Russian matters. That's what National Security Council spokesman John Kirby told reporters yesterday following Wagner's, the Wagner's group on rebellion against Russia. Kirby stressed that the U.S. and NATO allies had no part in the matter, adding it's too early to speculate on what happens next. And Italian officials are calling for a man who allegedly carved his his and fiancé's names into the Colosseum to be identified and sanctioned. The country's culture minister wrote on Twitter that it is very serious and unworthy and a sign of great incivility that a tourist defaces one of the most famous places in the world. Italian news agency ANSA reports the inscription reads Ivan plus Haley 23. His tweet includes a blurry image of the tourist and a video that seems to show him using keys to carve the names into the walls of the ancient Roman amphitheater. In sports, the Red Sox and the Miami Marlins will play ball at Fenway Park today at 7.10 p.m. to begin a three-game series. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. More showers are on the way. We are expecting another round just to move through quickly. Should be out of here by the mid-afternoon. We'll be reaching a
0: high of about 74 degrees. We're going to stay mostly cloudy today, breezy and humid. Overnight tonight, we're going to get down to about 66 degrees. And for tomorrow, 75 with another shot of some afternoon scattered showers and thunderstorms for the area. From the ABC 6 Weather
2: Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently... 68 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app.
0: in 508-996-0500 if you want to call in app chat on the WBSM app if you want to text in or you can also leave a voicemail on the open line feature on the WBSM app that we can play here on the program Uh, but I had mentioned the story that I have up at WBSM.com and on the app if you haven't seen it yet check it out so I know that this was something that was discussed yesterday Uh, Barry and and Jess both discussed it Uh, but as Pride Month is actually, we're just about wrapping up Pride Month. June is over in just a couple of days. But as the, the month has gone on, we've seen a lot of businesses and organizations post messages that are in support of the Pride Month ideals. And people get so triggered by this unnecessarily. People get so upset about this when a business is just choosing to throw support behind a movement. It's the same idea as, you know, in February. They might have an ad campaign that promotes some of the, you know, the the African-Americans, some of the black folks who were part of their company or helped in the growth of their industry. And they'll say, you know, whatever. Acme Motors proudly recognizes Black History Month. And I'm sure there are some people that yell at their TV when they see those ads that say, well, when is Acme Motors going to celebrate white history? But I think we can all agree that, that that's not what it's about, right? Right. So when Pride Month, when businesses do the same thing, which is really just hopping on a movement to recognize the fact that people who are in same-sex relationships or who are LGBTQ deserve the same respect that everybody else has. And don't, don't come at me with the, well, they have it already because they don't. And what they do have, they've had to fight for. If you think that they do, then go take a look at some of the comments underneath this Buttonwood Park Zoo story. So these these businesses, organizations, they put out these messages as a show of support. And it, it signals to the folks who are in that group that you are welcome here. That we would never let anything uh, stand in the way of you having the same experience as anybody else here. And maybe someday we'll get to the point where we don't need to have those types of messages put across. But right now we still do. And so the Buttonwood Park Zoo shared a photo Sunday evening of its turkey buzzards. Now, if you're not familiar with a turkey buzzard, we actually have them around here, like in the wild. If you ever are driving down the road early in the morning and there's some some roadkill in the road, you might see some turkey buzzards, turkey vultures, rather. I shouldn't say turkey. I, I guess there's a difference between a buzzard and a vulture. I don't know at all. I'm not. I'm not a zoologist, even though I could print myself out a Facebook zoology degree. I am not one, so I don't know all the intricacies. Uh, turkey vultures. Or, or what we have and what they have at the zoo. And in this photo, of the, the these photos of the turkey vultures, one appears to be the two of them picking something out of looks like a tissue box decorated in rainbow colors with the word pride painted on the side. And the other photo is of one of the vultures with a rainbow sign with the message, love is love. Now, the caption that was attached to this post, I'll read it for you in its entirety. As we admire the soaring flight of turkey vultures, let's also reflect on their ability to find sustenance in what others may overlook or dismiss. It serves as a reminder that diversity is, essentially, is essential for the health and balance of our ecosystems, just as it is for the vibrancy and progress of our societies. Let's learn from the turkey vultures' unbiased palate and celebrate the beauty of diversity by accepting all individuals in their unique journeys, we can create a world where everyone can thrive and soar just like these majestic birds of nature. Uh, and then there's a rainbow emoji, a vulture emoji, and the hashtags turkey vulture, biodiversity, birds of prey, BP Zoo, Buttonwood Park Zoo, and conservation. And people are apparently losing their minds over this post. For For what reason? Like, I saw one comment that said, well, the the turkey vultures don't know anything about what people's sexual orientation is. They don't know anything about people's relationships as well. uh, But that's not the point of the post. You obviously have trouble with context of reading the post. The post is that, you know, they're not picky about what they eat. They will eat anything because to them, everything is food. So everything is acceptable and what the post is trying to say that everybody's individual journey is their own individual journey and that everything is acceptable in its own way, that everything is okay. But instead, we've got people saying, well, I was going to go to your zoo and now I'm never going to go to your zoo. Okay, person that lives in Florida – OK, person that lives in not New Bedford. But I don't I don't see anywhere in this post where it says anything about. Uh, and when you come to Buttonwood Park Zoo, we are going to teach your children all about homosexuality. And we're going to teach them that you can go against God's will if that's what you want. None of that is in this. The fact that people are inferring that from that is uh, it, it just kind of blows my mind. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM.
1: Yeah. Good morning, Tim. How are you doing? I'd like to talk about that, uh, the zoo, Bunwood Park Zoo and mm-hmm. uh, Morihili. Let's let's start with the zoo first. You know, and if you look on the back of your currency, it says E Pluribusunum, Latin, out of many one. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Bunwood Park Zoo receives taxpayer money, especially from the city. And the state and federal funds. It's a nonprofit organization, and uh, it's for everyone to go, not one specific group or another. That's my objective. Right,
0: which is the point of the entire post.
1: Now, if they want to do whatever they want, uh, then stop taking uh, 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 public funding, taxpayer dollars. If they oh, want no, to privatize it, no, no. stop, their stop. Ass. Hold on, hold
0: on. Because don't talk over me like you usually do. What is, I'm not talking over you. What, what is, is your that, issue? I that is an insult. What is your issue? What is your issue with this? My
1: issue is we are receiving taxpayer money, that's open this, for everyone from every race, whatever your uh, uh, sexual preference, whatever your religion Which is your, the your exact, exact
0: is. point of the Post, right? That's what the Post is trying to say.
1: What about turkey vultures? Can turkey vultures do uh, physics?
0: It's not about turkey vultures. It's about saying it, just as the turkey vulture is diverse in what it eats because that's vital to our ecosystem, so is diversity of society for the benefit of our We're society. We're probably
1: one of the most diverse nations on the face of the earth. So, so yeah. basically I – mean, you I mean I'll give you an example. The parade, just the pride parade in New York, 53rd anniversary. Mm-hmm. They've been since 1970. Okay. So what's the what what's the the issue? Well, I don't. They, did, that's, that's... they marched. They got the permits. Uh, they they saw that they went down the parade. It was about a two hour parade.
0: Well, I think if you uh, ask the question, what's the issue? It shows that you're not paying attention enough to what the struggles are attention? for that for that what, because for that the mold,
1: is that what you're saying? No, that's I'm not what no I said spot. at all.
0: No, I said that you are not paying attention to what the of struggles are I'm for people attention. still in that I, still in that community.
1: I, I, I read a lot into ancient history and, and what's in well, uh, magazines I don't care about ancient history. Newspapers. I'm talking about what's happening now in society. Well, it, well I go by our slogan, a I'm out of many one, and the park is receiving taxpayer dollars. It's for everybody. It's open for everybody and not for one group or another.
0: That's exactly that's the point of the post. It. So you that's are in agreement say, with the post is what you're saying. If you
1: she wants to do that, then she should do it on her own time.
0: You agree with the Buttonwood Park Zoo because that's what the post says. So you agree with the zoo's post.
1: I agree with uh, it's open for the public. If you're takes, taking taxpayer money. It's for everybody, not for political, uh, some kind of a political uh, uh, slogan. What or, is what is
0: political about saying that, you well, know, everybody I, should I, be included? I find
1: it offensive that we're compared to Turkey, well, just to tell you the truth. I mean, uh, human beings uh, have, have uh, ascended to many high you, skyscrapers in New do, York. Do you know what a simile What's, is?
0: Do you know what a simile is? Do you know what? Do you know what the? Do you know what a simile is?
1: A simile. What do you mean a simile? A simile.
0: You know a simile. It's like a metaphor, only except a simile uses the oh, term man, like I mean, or they, as.
1: I mean that metaphor. That chicken has to go back to school and come up something better than that. But uh, let me just finish in saying, as far as Maura Healy, the sure. woman's been out of the state twice to Florida. She went once to D.C. Now she's in Ireland. The state hasn't balanced the bushing budget so they have emergency sessions to extend it till July and I heard Adam Bass and let me just first say Adam Bass is doing a good job so is uh Phil Devin I think they're both very good uh and having said that he said something if I understood correctly 64% approval rating I want to know uh where what was the sample size and who took that poll because if you're out to lunch most of the time you're not on the job Uh, It sounds like propaganda to me.
0: Well, I will say this. I agree with you. If the budget isn't balanced and and the budget season isn't over, the governor should be here getting ready to help with that in any way that they can. Because even though she's not responsible for that until – it reaches her desk, she's still involved in the process, right? She's still behind the scenes, you know, should be behind the scenes helping to, uh, you know, broker some of the deals that need to be made to get this done. So I agree. I mean, I don't see a problem with a governor going places, but I do see a problem with a, a governor not being in the state when there are important things that are going on in the state that need to get wrapped up first.
1: Right. Well, she hasn't even been there a year yet. But, uh, well, I don't, know, think Adam...
0: that, I don't think that matters. I don't think you need to be there for a year before you can take a trip.
1: What I'm saying is four trips within a short period of time. I mean, that's un- uh, that's unheard of. But if Sam uh, Sam Bass can uh, say where he got that, what was the source and the sample size, so we can all get an idea, because 64% to me sounds like a lot of propaganda to me, or like Joe Biden would say malarkey.
0: Well, that's – okay. Well, just because you don't want to believe it doesn't mean that it's malarkey. Well,
1: I, well you got to say the source, right, Tim, right because uh, you're it- very – you know all about the facts right
0: yeah all right adam did you make up that 64 percent? where Where did you create that number from
2: all right thank you tim so the article that was said it was from a survey from a center-left policy group called priorities for progress that gave her a 60 cent per job uh percent job approval rating so for our caller the pollster is called the priorities for progress now usually when we look at polls um it's just one snapshot of time. What we want to do is that we put them in the average. So we average them all up and we see what that average number is. Again, this is only one snapshot. All right. Well, thank you, Adam. All right.
1: Thanks a lot, Adam. Thank uh, you. Keep up the good work. Thank you, thank you for detail. the call. Bye-bye. Yep. Have a good
0: day. And I do have to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. <coughs> and I want to say thank you to Joey in New Bedford who sent me via app chat. He sent me a page out of the Madeiran Cooking Cookbook. It's a collective of uh, a collection of recipes, as influenced by the peoples and cultures of Madeira, Portugal. And he sent me a recipe for tuna steak Madeiran style. And oh, does this sound delicious? I love tuna steak. I think that it's one of the best things out there to uh, to have because, you know, not only is it not that bad for you, but it's absolutely delicious, and you can prepare it in a variety of ways. And this way involves red vinegar. Cloves of garlic, bay leaves. I might skip the bay leaves. Uh, Parsley oil, a ripe tomato. I think I'm going to prepare this. I'm going to make this at home. As soon as I have a night where I have some time at home to actually, you know, prep up everything and have it, it sounds absolutely delicious. And that. Joey, I will not put on a bun and eat as a sandwich. That is a meal unto itself. So thank you for that recipe. I'll, when I give it a try, I'll let you know how it is. All right, I got to take one final break in the hour, but uh, we'll be back in just a few moments. All right, we only have about a minute left before we're going to go into the newsroom. When we come back on the other side, we can talk about a story. Uh, WCVB is reporting that a, a truck, an asphalt vehicle that was doing repaving work along Route 2 in Fitchburg on Sunday night has been asked by the Massachusetts Department of Transportation not to come back and do any further road work until something is removed. And so if you want to find out what that something is, you'll have to stay tuned. We'll talk about it on the other side.